0: Hello and welcome once again to the Brink, the Brinkalicious most awesomest podcast around as we come to you for episode 25 of the rebooted, reformatted format. Imagine that, 25, what a nice round number, a quarter of a century, we're already there. So it's good to be back and good to bring you another Brinkalicious episode because that's what we've got. We've got plenty to bring you. We've got all our regular guests we have on each week, as well as some classic segments and some classic interviews as well to really whet your appetite. And as always, we just take a little bit of a look at who's been listening to the show in the last week, very much spread out, I can see here, a large proportion from uh, good old Australia, from the US as well, and now uh, Italy, Monty, once again, there. are uh, They're showing their love for us, apparently. Notice that uh, our High Noon, our spin-off lunchtime show that's available to listen to live on Edge Radio between 12 and 2pm in Hobart... We made the top twenty-five iTunes charts back in April for High Noon, so um that was in Italy. So clearly, Italian listeners must really love my voice for some reason. I don't know why. I don't sound Italian at all. But uh, nice spread outside of uh, Hobart. I see Launceston tuned in. Um, sorry about all the jokes. I don't think we've made a Launceston joke in a while. So uh, maybe we need to make a few of those. Uh, like, what's the best thing to come out of Launceston? The road to Hobart. That's an old one, but hey, cool. I went with it. Um, Sydney, Peran. We've got we've got some listeners from all over the place So uh, g'day to all those in Australia And a uh, special note to all those outside of this great country of ours Another week of Brink goodness means another week of New Zealand goodness Because we have Nick Chester on the line from the land of the long white cloud Nicholas Chester, welcome back to The Brink
1: it's always a pleasure to be back talking
0: with you and, and so it should be because generally when i introduce you i can hear sheep barring in the background and it makes me happy to think about those little lambs and how they must feel to have a new zealander talking right now I, I don't know where i was going with that but um yeah um how's the week been have you done
1: any more 22 kilometer hikes around your country no i've just been uh keeping it pretty quiet uh, this weekend you know you can't uh you can't be out every weekend. We're just uh, slowly watching Cyclone Donna roll its way over here, you know. So just uh, we're back on Cyclone Watch again. Another one. Yeah, this is like a Category 5 winds of up to 260 kilometers an hour. They reckon it'll probably actually not even get to us. It's probably going to pass over, but... It's giving Vanuatu a bit of a hiding at the moment and um, they reckon it might come this way, so we're just we're keeping our fingers crossed that it doesn't basically.
0: How how is New Zealand still like not blown away near America by now or something? I mean you guys are just being battered to hell.
1: Yeah, well I mean well, we're called the Shaky Isles because we have lots of earthquakes, but we actually haven't touched wood, we actually haven't had any of them for a while. But uh, yeah, I mean we're um we're getting a few storms at the moment, which isn't good.
0: Right, right. Well we, we're we going to do this um, tagline challenge we've been doing recently we'll get to that but I mean I always like to you know whack in the words New Zealand into Google News to kind of get a bit of an update just so I can know what's happening from you know over there and uh Sort of, uh, you know, John Oliver's been talking about you guys again, but we don't really know what it was yet because neither of you, you and I, have not watched the episode yet. There's rugby, uh, the M&M thing, I think, still around. But uh, I've just found one here, which um, this is kind of funny. Uh, it's an it's a article from the BBC uh, saying about a campaign group in New Zealand has turned the infamous staple of social media conversations, the poo emoji, to make its point to the government about its handling of the environment. And that protesters of the Action Station Group launched 50 inflatable poo emojis onto Lake Ohakuri on the Wakato River near where the ruling National Party was holding a conference to highlight standards which say, says it means would mean more contaminants in fresh water. Now, is this a thing that New Zealanders like to do, just inflate poo emojis and put it in the water?
1: Um, I mean, it's not something I'm aware of, but, I mean, surely they're not um, particularly happy about the plastic that was used to create those inflatable poo emojis. (laughs) seems to defeat the purpose a little bit. I mean, I'm all about the environment. I'm definitely a little bit of a greenie, but um, that one doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me.
0: No, I mean, wouldn't it just be easier for them to just poo in the river and just shape them into emojis or something? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, I think we've got a bit of a thing about poo emojis. I was in some store the other day, and it was like, Buy these pillows for your couch, and they're like emoji ones, and you know it was like five dollars, this emoji shaped pillow for your couch. But they were like they were mostly poo emojis. I'm not entirely sure why, but maybe they, those were the ones that weren't selling. So maybe we're not about the poo emoji. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I just love here it's got
0: here going on in the article. I love the name of your environment minister because, let's be honest, your environment minister has the most New Zealand-sounding name in the world that I'm going to say this in a New Zealand accent, Noxmuth. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> like, come on, New Zealand.
2: You just don't make it hard for us to make fun
0: of you, do you? Yeah, he's been around a while as well, old Knox
2: Noxmuth. Like, that is just yeah. that is
0: just gold for Australians trying to do your accent. It's not like, you know, John
1: Maloney. It's, you know,
2: Smith the environment minister yeah,
1: yeah definitely yeah no, we got we we got some we got some good names here. I think uh, that all have the you know the good kiwi sounding name I always quite like <laughs> well I quite like um you know one of our one of our big rugby players over here and his name's Israel Dag which I think Israel is the most the least kiwi name I can think of and yeah. Dag has to be like the most the most kiwi surname ever so it's like the two opposite things kind of smashing together in one person's name it's pretty awesome
0: Israel Dag Oh, my goodness. We love New Zealand. Uh, all right. I, I feel like we need to get... I, I'm really liking this tagline challenge. So, people, if you're tuning in, you haven't heard this before, basically, nick gets some uh, taglines from movie posters, and uh, he's got to read them out to me, and I've got to try and guess a movie, and we, we've sort of established that he's got to give me five each week. I've got to try and get three, and I'm allowed to, what, have two clues... Uh, at any given point. And what was the other one we established that I was allowed? Well, three guesses. I'm only allowed to have three guesses at any given one. Oh, and, that's right. And I'm not allowed. I'm not Googling
1: anything. Don't worry. I'm not cheating. So, uh, all right, Nick, hit me with your best shot well, I'm actually going to completely sideswipe you here. You're not expecting this, but um, we're actually going to take on some TV show taglines. As well. Oh, okay then. So, so it's the same rules apply, but it's actually for a TV show. So, right? yeah, we'll see We'll see how you go with this. Um, Shortland Street. So, <laughs> no, Shortland Street's not on there. Damn it. Thank God. It was the tagline
0: exactly. for that one. Yes, it is his penis. Shortland Street, weeknights from 7 o'clock.
1: <laughs> or worst acting ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that one works well.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, what am I going to start with? I'm just trying to find a good one. Um, Okay, so... Oh, there are so many good ones, I just don't even know where to start. Okay, so let's start with Escape is just the beginning. I think I've heard that one before. That's like
0: uh, Prison Break? Yep. Ah, Well done. All right. Okay.
1: Uh, Everybody has secrets.
0: Oh that's like a CSI show surely. Everybody uh or some sort of crime show. Oh look, I'm going to go I'm going to go with my first inkling. I'm going to say CSI and given that there's been 30,000 of them, I'm going to go with the original, the Las Vegas one. Uh
1: no. All right, we'll go with CSI. It's, it's not it's not it's not CSI. So okay, all right. You out
0: there, All right, you've been helpful there. Um everybody has secrets everybody body. Um Oh, Bones? Yes. Oh! oh wow, that was... Okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so this this one might be a little bit left field. I don't know if you're a fan or not. Um, so, What You Don't Understand Can Kill You. This is hard. This is a hard one. But
0: you don't understand... Can or can't kill you? Can kill you. But you don't understand can kill you? The X-Files? No.
1: Mm. Good guess, though. Supernatural. Yes. Oh, really? Oh my god! Get out! Yeah, yeah.
0: I've never it's watched a show in my life. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that theme of like you know X Files. What you don't? Okay, wow. <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> I'm pulling these out okay. for my ass right now. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, no! This, this. No, I'm not giving you that one because it's too easy and you'll know it. But I'll I'm just say, i just don't count it. I want to know. All what right. It is. All right. Okay. If, if you think you know what's next, you don't know Jack. Oh, it's got to be 24. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that's the actual tagline for that one. Because Jack is um, the
0: show. I, that's why 24 Legacy was shit this year, because Jack was not in it.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, are you ready for more? Roger Moore, James Bond.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it just reminds me of the old cheesy James Bond uh, trailers. Uh, are you ready for more? <laughs> um I forgot about him. Yeah, it was, was it the man with the golden gun. More action, more adventure, more Roger Moore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the tagline again? I'm thinking about Roger Moore now.
1: <laughs> Are you ready for more? Uh, I'm gonna need a clue on this one. I feel um, it's uh, it's a New York um, TV show, famous New York TV show. Seinfeld. No. Friends. no uh uh uh
0: uh, the sopranos no okay i'm out
1: so that was sex in the city
0: oh of course it is one of my favorites yeah
1: Yeah. i knew it would be (laughs) so what's going to be our final one here um okay every superhero has a beginning smallville yeah, yeah. I wanted a few. You would, would either—I knew you'd either like know that one straight away or not at all. Well, It's—I
0: was. Yeah, it's got to be small. I mean, I think he maybe Gotham slightly, but um, it's not really based around Batman. More around Gotham City, whereas yeah, that's got to be Superman. So,
3: yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. I like the that TV one. Four out of
1: five. <laughs> yeah. Does it, does it have The Tribe Has Spoken? <laughs> no, it didn't have Survivor on there. I'll have to do a bit more digging and find some more of them. Right,
0: okay. Well, look, I like, I like this segment. You know, maybe there can be more, like um, Roger Moore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, where we're going with that. Uh, Nick, it's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for your company, and um, hopefully you will be here next week and not blown away. Um, I really hope so. <laughs> Time to flash back and give you another classic performance. Going back to the year 2012, we had a singer-songwriter, songwriter, Ben, in studio called Kikiu. That is a name that I've probably mispronounced, but hey, it's been five years since these people. Just give me some slack. Uh, this song was called Summer Helicopter. And the unique thing about this, I remember uh, her performing this live. She had this epic little duvillac machine. I don't even know what it was, but it had buttons galore synthesizer beats and just it was an incredible instrument and you can hear basically from this performance that there's a wide variety of different sounds in this clip and uh this is all by one singer songwriter so uh there you go here's kicker you summer helicopter performed on the brink live back in 2012 enjoy
4: With rustle out back garden mm-hmm. like a It's familiar. The moon above the hospital rises hopefully as the lights go round. An emergency, welcome. And although, and although we feel sadness that someone else is ill, it's familiar. It's familiar. It's familiar.
0: of Dakota Leary. Hello Dakota. Hello Ben. How's it going? Pretty good. That's good. How are you? Ah, look I'm I'm decent. I'm you know I'm alive. I'm breathing. Oh yeah. That's um I guess that's a good thing right? I don't
5: know. It Depends on how you look at it.
0: True. I mean you could be uh, I was going to say depressed but that's kind of a sad way of looking at it. I don't want to start talking about that kind of stuff. That's a bit mean isn't it? Be in jail or something. Well, you could that's, be. You could be, indeed. That's what I meant. Well, the, <laughs> if I was in jail, I don't think I'd be doing this episode. But hey, look, I'm. Well, you never know. I'm sure they're podcast hosts in jail. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
5: I'm sure there are, yeah.
0: Not sure. Uh, how's, how's the week been in Dakotaville?
5: Um, Pretty alright. Yeah? Yeah. Um, haven't done much. Just been playing GTA a
0: week, really. Well, you mentioned that to me just off air. Uh, yeah. Now I'm a huge GTA fan, massive, massive GTA fan. So uh, I'm guessing this is obviously GTA Five, of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, mm-hmm. Who, who's your favourite? Are, are you a Franklin man? Are you a Michael man? Or are you a Trevor man?
5: Oh, I love Trevor. Trevor is great.
0: You, so you're a, so you Trevor right now as we yeah. speak.
5: Um, I am being Trevor right
0: now, yeah. Now, now, take us through. What What are you doing? Are you Are you doing missions? Are you just going around Los Santos being um, Trevor? What are you doing?
5: Well, I only just recently got the game on Xbox One because I had it on Xbox 360 before. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, just replaying the game, the story mode.
0: It's fun, so. isn't it? Like, I did that when I got yeah, it on PS4. Like, obviously completed it on yeah. PS3. But uh, do, do you take advantage of the first person mode at
5: all? Um, oh, I've been playing the first-person mode, all, like, the whole time, so <laughs> I love
0: it. Something a bit unique, isn't there, about walking around um, streets with a gun and a, a hatchet and just, uh, you know, being Trevor, I guess, isn't there?
5: Oh, it's great. <laughs> um, I noticed how, like, um, so each character has their own walk, obviously. Yeah. You, you can even tell that in, like, first-person mode, and it's great. I love
0: it. So you do? Okay. Well, so I, I, I really like Franklin. He was always my favourite character. And You're right. you said did you did you complete the game on Xbox 360 so you know how it ends?
5: Yes, I do. Okay,
0: yeah. right. I just wanted to ask that before I ask the next question because I don't want to spoil it anybody out there who perhaps has never finished <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V. Do not listen to this following bit because I will spoil it. <laughs> um did you what did you do when you did you kill Michael? Did you kill Trevor or did you go the third option where all three of them survive?
5: I went all three.
0: Right. See, I yeah. when I first played it because I didn't read any spoilers or any walkthroughs or anything, so, that third option, I thought Franklin would die. So, I'm like, well, I don't want Franklin to die. So, I'm kind of like, hmm, right. do I want Michael or Trevor to die? And I actually killed off Trevor. So, the first time I played it around, after I finished the game, I couldn't play as Trevor anymore. <laughs> so um, You see, I thought Franklin would die.
5: Would
0: die so. Oh, so you, you wanted him dead. All right.
5: <laughs> yeah. No, black guy always dies first. <laughs>
0: Good call, good call. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I finished it on PS4 and, of course, chose the third route so I could uh, have all all three of them. Do you yeah. then go and try and complete it 100% or do you just then play it for shits and giggles from that point on?
5: I just, yeah, play it for shits and gigs.
0: Yep, shits and gigs.
5: Do you play it online yeah. at all? Yeah. Um, I don't have anyone to play it with It's only any problem. It's better when you have, like, a <laughs> gang... Um, to do
0: heists and stuff. That sounds so sad, Dakota. I don't have anyone to play it with. Um, I'd play it with you, but we have different systems, so...
5: It would be good if it was cross-console. Some games
0: are, aren't they?
5: Like, there are some
0: games that allow you to do it. Um, Yeah,
5: well, there's one... There's a game coming out... Soon, called Sea of Thieves, and it's like a pirate simulator and it's cross console.
0: I, I just think it would be, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, I, I kind of, yeah. I guess, I'm in the same boat. Like, I mean, I play it online every now and then, but I don't have any friends. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> clearly the one friend I have who's on the phone with me right now, he's only got an Xbox. Oh, so, it's. <laughs> and he's 15. Like, and, fi- you yeah, know, 15. How, yeah,
5: how did you buy the 15? game, Dakota?
0: You're under 18. So. <laughs> oh,
5: like, I just put on, like, a. Serious face looked like I was meant to be there.
0: And <laughs> do you do you remember when we talked about it on the show uh, back when Target initially banned it and uh, they re-released yes. it? Do
5: you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, that was a good conversation.
0: That now just to kind of go back onto yeah. what that was all being talked about. You know, have you have you raped many people in this game, Dakota? I mean, clearly because that's what everyone um, thought you could do in it.
5: You, no, you can't rape anyone. Exactly, in
0: the game, as a matter of fact. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, just for people who might have no idea what we're talking about, I remember sort of we were on air and it had just been released, re-released for PS4 and Xbox One, and the Target basically had banned it because there was uh feminine groups claiming that you could rape people in it, and basically came up with all these false allegations of, of this game. And then there were people at the time who were saying like, oh well, you should ban the Bible from Target and you should ban Mario from Target because it's offensive to plumbers from Italy. Um, so
5: <laughs> Wonderful.
0: I don't think they ever did that, but um, anyway. Uh, look, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. So I feel the need to uh, to, no. to play this. Ben and Dakota get angry. Ah! Ben and Dakota. Ow. Jesus, that glass always gets me. Oh, um, uh, it always misses me. Miss- yeah, well, you're pretty safe there in Chigwell. That's yeah. a, a sentence that's never usually uttered that often. From
5: glass in Chigwell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Or. Um, you know what makes me angry, Ben? Not much. That didn't really sound very angry, but sure. Drivers. Drivers. (laughs) I had a guy, like, on the highway, and you know, slip lanes, Mm -hmm. yeah? Yep, yep, yep. He was, like, ten kilometres behind me, and he sped up just to get in front of me. And he cut me off, and I was... You know what makes me angry?
0: The same thing that you just said.
2: I hate them. I hate the slip lane. And it makes me angry. Just stop being an impatient shithead and get behind the line. I know. Ugh.
5: Cool. Um, that's all that makes you angry? <laughs> that's, that's all. As I said, I've been just been playing GTA. You sound so mellow.
0: You sound so relaxed. To get me angry. Was somebody playing Grand Theft Auto right now, you're just like, yeah, you know what makes me angry? Slip lanes.
5: <laughs> no, shooting people in the head just relaxes <laughs> me a bit, I guess.
2: You know what makes me angry? <laughs> what? People who you're messaging and then you're having a great conversation, then all of a sudden they just stop messaging you after like reading your last message for no reason, and then they don't write back to you. That's just rude. Oh, we're we
5: talking about something
2: in particular? Just in general.
0: Just you know, it, yeah. it happens a lot because people just like to stop talking to me. So, um oh yeah, yeah.
2: Uh You know, what makes me angry. You know, it makes me angry. Oh no, no, no! You
0: go, please. You go. I interrupted you. I thought you didn't have anything, okay. but yes, yes, you go.
5: Group. Things on on Facebook. Yes. Because they just they go off all the time and it annoys me. Yes.
2: You know what makes me angry? What? Facebook. Just uh, oh, yeah? imagine where we were ten years ago without this. Like we had MySpace and shit, but it like this controls our lives. Do we not realise it? I mean it's great, but at the same time, can you you're too young to remember what it was like before Facebook. It makes
0: me angry sometimes, but it's also good.
2: That's, that's
5: <laughs> it's alright. It doesn't control my life. It's... <laughs> I think I, I go on it, like, twice a day. Well,
0: like, you, you need to teach me this thing. Maybe it's just, um, you know, you're a digital native, basically, grown up with all this stuff. To me, it's come into my life halfway through, and
2: I just don't know what to do with it. Uh, just don't go on
5: it.
0: Well, that, that's kind of the obvious one.
2: Uh, you know what also makes me angry? Sorry, if I, <laughs> I thought you might have not had more, but um, that what that people take down Kevin Bacon pictures in radio studios. Like... Fuck you, person. I couldn't say oh. this on air last week on High Noon, 12 to 2 p.m. on Edge radios each week because I'm not allowed to say fuck you on Edge radio, but I can say fuck you on the brink. So whoever took down the picture of Kevin Bacon, fuck you. I'm going to print out another picture today at the time I recorded this because we've got the show tomorrow <laughs> with the premiere coming on, and that's a big thing. So fuck you. Wow. That's, that was... A, I like
5: that. Well, what harm yeah. is it doing,
2: Dakota? That's it's great. a photo of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> But what harm? How does that annoy someone coming into the studio and edge? I haven't put a picture up of a naked woman or or a picture of some idiot like fucking Ryan Gosling or something. It's Kevin Bacon. I have nothing to respond. That was brilliant.
0: <laughs> I just needed to get that out of my system. Uh,
5: yeah, I can't. I can't even. Nah, nah. Um, you can have that. Thank you. you. Can have
0: thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Um. I do not I, I mean, you up, can't
5: hear
0: you. Yeah. I'm an old man, so I've got lots of stuff to complain about. But uh, <laughs> it's just... Are you going to miss me in a, couple, in a couple of weeks? Like, I'm going to be away for seven weeks. But, uh, I mean, I'll try and do a brink segment with you if I can work the time difference out with you when I'm available. But, uh, you know, you're not going to have high noon for seven weeks. You might not have this for seven weeks. I expect at the end of this seven weeks, you've got a lot of stuff to be angry about.
5: Oh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to vent all my frustration.
0: <laughs> you might be at I uni no by idea. then, Dakota. I don't know. When, when do you actually start uni?
5: I start, oh, I think mid-July, I
0: think Ooh, so I get back just before you start then. Interesting. Yeah, yay.
5: Wow.
0: I'll,
5: get, I'll try and, like, put my schedule so we can still do, like, high noon. Well, you and stuff, should, and if if you
0: don't, yeah, then will. I'll have words to you, Taz,
5: because
2: you know what makes me angry? What? You, Taz, just oh. stop being yourselves, you stupid.
5: Well, they can't be anything else, can they? <laughs> well, they could be. They could be a
2: better university.
5: <laughs> it's Ben, stop being Ben. Be someone else.
2: Hello, I'm Benita. Oh. How are you? He said to
5: be yep. someone else. I mean, yeah,
2: but
5: <laughs> Benita's not who I had in mind. Who would really. you like
0: me to be, Dakota? Who, who, who? If if I could be anyone, who would you want to be? Me to be?
5: Well, I've got a friend who hasn't got a dad. So oh,
0: well, um, his dad. He or she? Are, how old are they? Fifteen. Is it a he or a she?
5: Um. Not sure. You don't want don't, to don't, don't assume their gender, you know? <laughs>
0: well, I mean, if you were to sway one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay, I'd sway more towards guy. Alright, well,
0: look, I can do that. I yeah. can be a dad.
5: Sure, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll let him know. What's
0: cool. a dad thing that we can do? Like, watch the footy? Um, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Teach him about. Just
5: play catch. Play catch. We're
0: Americans, so I'm yeah. an American dad. Okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know
0: <laughs> Alright, well look, it's always a pleasure Dakota um, I'm we, sure it is We will do one more of these at least next week Before I am on a plane And uh, we'll, I guess, talk a little bit more about that next week But uh, enjoy GTA And uh, enjoy killing people
5: I shall, it's my favourite
0: <laughs> to bring you a bit of a special clip here we had the Premier of Tasmania, Will Hodgman on High Noon, 12 to 2pm on Edge Radio 99.3 FM in Hobart every Friday, uh, last week and always a fun chat with the Premier, good to have him back on a show of ours, of course he was a regular guest on the brink throughout the years and we had to debut the High Noon 40 it wasn't a debut, we've obviously had these High Noon 40 questions going since High Noon began back in January, but the debut of them to the Premier of Tasmania, this is how we answered the High Noon 40 and pay particular note at the end when he finally revealed some feelings about a certain person that we'd been ripping shit into a lot on high noon. Let's get to these high noon 40. Will Hodgman, now you remember, of course, our uh, famous uh, five we used to ask, yes. which, of course, you know, you are still haunted by. Are you a folder or a scruncher and all it's this gonna and stuff? It's going to be
6: eight times worse, you're telling me.
0: Well, these are random. These are, look, I don't even know what I'm going to ask you because it's all down to you and your numbers. Even, Sam, you're going to get these at the end of the show too because you've never faced these either. Oh, so I'll hold to that. Keep an ear out for these. Now, I've got 40 numbers here. You need to give me five. Not all at once. I'll get oh, you to give I me see. one at a time. So give me a number right now Premier of Tasmania, Will Hodgman, between one and 5.
3: Uh, three.
0: Number three. this has only ever been asked once before, so here we go. On a scale of 1 to 10, how intolerable do you find baby pictures on Facebook? 10. 10
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Good answer. Uh, another number between <laughs> one, 1 and 40. Uh, I'm gonna go 20. 20. How many hours after getting paid does it take you to spend your entire paycheck?
6: Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, not long these days with three kids and... It's out, done. Do you,
0: yeah. not, do you not have, like, people that you can send off to do your bidding? Like, I mean, I think I've talked to you about this before, about your security and all that sort of stuff, which you've come in today, like, with lots of security, Ben. Don't give uh, people out their ideas. Uh, do you have people to go out and do the shopping for you? No, too, and,
6: and I, I love cooking, mm-hmm. um, hence the invitation to go on the cooking show. And I was in the supermarket a couple of weeks ago getting dinner for Nikki and I and a Blake said to me only you'd go shopping in grocery shopping in a suit <laughs> like I'd gone home and thought well, right, I'll just slip into the pinstripe suit suit and put down to the supermarket I was literally on my way home but so I look, I, I do love shopping and um it, uh, it's always fascinating experience the people you meet and i was going to say it must be fascinating just bumping into people who say things like that. Well, i think people think we're an alien species and they're yep. surprised to see me so it's whatever they first think in their heads they blurt out and, and often it sounds a little weird but um no i love doing all that sort of stuff and trying to be as normal as i can but. there was there
0: was a woman at the football the other day at the kangaroos game in her pajamas uh, so, um, right. she, she, they were kangaroos pajamas, yep. I guess. So Yeah,
6: I've got a Geelong onesie. I might slip into that. Well, one hey. Next
0: time, you, I want to see you in the Ugg, Ugg boots. Ugg boots. Yeah. A lot
7: of people go shopping in Ugg boots. Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. OK, uh, next number. Give us another number between 1 and 40.
6: I'm going to go uh, Patrick Dangerfield 35. 35. Ooh, I Ooh. like that. And I like that.
0: Can I just point out, this has never been asked before on this show. That's Will Hodgman like you've it. chosen a rare one. <laughs> I don't even know how you're going to answer this one. Do you think Zac Efron is really nice in real life or does he just walk around with his abs out telling people to go fetch him vegetables? I'm sure he's a lovely
5: bloke. <laughs> when when, when the word Zac Efron was uttered, Will's face launched up like, what, Zac Efron? I just can't believe I <laughs> asked a question <laughs> yeah. to the
0: Premier of Tasmania about Zac Efron and his abs. I think All it's right.
6: unfair to judge. So, you know, I'm sure he's wonderful.
0: Nice guy. <laughs> Top bloke. Uh, absolutely. Uh, second last number, another number between 1 and 40. Uh, let me go six. Number six, my age. Not really. Uh, How many days have you gone without showering? (laughs) Uh,
6: none. None?
5: Yeah, I'm a sort of obsessive compulsive
6: type. That's good.
5: Federal yeah, uh, politicians then, tend to not shower. Like,
6: that is not true. I mean, true. They,
5: they shower. Are <laughs> you saying politicians smell? Let me
6: stop. <laughs> uh, people have said some, all sorts of stuff about us. I've never heard that before.
5: I think, what did I tell say last time you were on the show? What did I t- I oh, look, you just need
6: to just, you, yeah. just... yeah. Will doesn't want you to vote for him now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, to be honest, I, I need to correct the record. Whenever you think you might have said something that's not true, you need to instantly correct the record or you've got to resign. So, look, there would have been times when I've gone camping, um, bushwalking, but very, very rare. If uh, it's just me getting out and about, doing the usual stuff, it's at least twice a day. Straight
0: into the Geelong onesie. Yeah.
6: Twice a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obsessive-compulsive wow, right. sort yeah. of territory There's Nothing
0: for me. wrong with twice a day, Dakota. Come
6: on. Uh, final question. N- last
0: at one. least. Here. Last one. Last number.
6: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, happens. Right, pick a number. Where was I? <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm Ben. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just, I'm just taking the rare opportunity to switch off for a little while. I'll go Gary Abbott at five. Number the, five.
0: People do it all the time on this show. They're switching off right I now. I switched off an hour ago when we were singing. Uh, wow, this is wow. I, I definitely think people would get arrested for this. Who would you let punch you directly in the face?
2: I don't, why would anybody want to get punched? Why not?
6: Who would you let punch you directly in the face? Um. Mm. <laughs> I've had it happen, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. Not, oh, okay. I mean, I'll be the <laughs> I actually, the I didn't let day. somebody hit me in the face, yeah. but I have <laughs> yeah, been right. hit in the face. All right. Uh, look, I think it'd probably be. Um, oh. <laughs> this is. I think Joe Cornish. Joe? Oh, wow. That would.
0: Like we could just have a celebrity boxing match there. Oh, no. I think that would work out she well. Can
6: hit me in the face anytime.
0: Well, can I just quickly say to close this out? One person that I would like to see you punch in the face—that is uh, somebody who had a bit of running recently. Tony Cochran, our dear friend, CEO of yes. the Gold Coast. Yeah, we, we have a long-running thing after all that happened the other week here. Will that we're just basically calling him a douche? So yeah, um, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to put him on club. the spot. Well, you can if you please call him a douche. Do you want I to? I have him? basically. Yeah. I, I, can you utter the phrase for me? Tony Cochran is a douche.
6: Tony Cochran is a douche.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Premier, oh, yeah. seal of approval, yeah. Will Hodgman, done and dusted. Tony Cochrane, of course, the CEO of the Gold Coast Suns, and he's a douche. He's a fucking douche. I can say that on this, and I can't say that on High Noon. But if you want to hear more of that Will Hodgman interview, head to uh, the Edge Radio page, click on the program guide, and you can find uh, High Noon there on the Friday between 12 and 2 slot. You can hear the whole interview, of course, with the Premier of Tasmania, or you can subscribe to High Noon on iTunes as well. We do put it up as a podcast. So plenty of options for you to be able to listen to the show that I guess was born from the brink And is that current version of us being on Edge Radio from what this used to be very similar to? Let's go into a time machine by pressing this.
4: This
0: Back. Let's go back to 2007, 10 years ago to be precise. What a year 2007 once people will remember it as the year Geelong finally broke their premiership drought in the AFL. My Anaheim Ducks won their very first Stanley Cup in the NHL and are very close perhaps to uh, going towards another one. You'll hear about that soon when we get talking to Colin Hilding. But it was also the year that... Um, John Howard, that's his name, I kind of forgot Uh, He was still Prime Minister of Australia Wow, it has been 10 years And he eventually got done by uh, a certain person called Kevin Rudd But he used to be a bit of a regular guest on our show In a certain context So let's go back to 2007 And here's some highlights From the then Prime Minister John Howard's Appearances on The Brink
3: John Howard, how are you? Back again for another edition, another episode, another interview. Shut up, you audience.
0: What's
7: what's wrong with you
0: this morning, Prime Minister? It's not a good mood, I'm in, Anthony. Why, because we had a um, Labour politician on the show. I'm angry, Anthony. Why did you have him on the show and not have me in the studio at the same time? That's, That's one thing up my goat. And other things are up my like, goat, you know, the, the, um, the Sony music won't, uh, won't release my single. They, you know. mean Sony? I haven't finished Anthony, don't interrupt <laughs> me. Um, uh, the other song I sang last week, nobody liked it. I got um, lost more points in the polls because of it. And well, um, it wasn't very I good. I haven't finished Anthony, don't interrupt <laughs> me, I'm not in the mood to be interrupted this morning. <laughs> And also, you know, Jeanette, she's not happy with me this
5: week, you know. Having some issues, are you, at at, home? That's personal,
0: Anthony. She's not happy with me because I took her iPod instead of mine. (laughs) And um, she got stuck with listening to a bit of Kanye West and a bit of Eminem and, and a bit of Snoop Dogg. And I got stuck with listening to, you know... Uh, a bit of um, oh, the Beatles and the BGS and all that sort of boring old fogey music, Anthony. I just didn't like it. It was not, you know. I'm just not a happy camper this week, Anthony. You know, and I, I, I kept my um my promise by coming in here. But uh, look, are you in a singing mood today? No, or? I'm. I'm not singing. So you wouldn't sing with you wouldn't do a duet with no. Oh well, look, I would have if I was asking the time. But no, you people didn't want me. This chair still a bit uncomfortable. What have you done? Oh, uh, you nice know what? Flat. I gave you a cushion. No, I gave you a back padding thing. Well, look, what more do you want? I'm oldy. Okay, Anthony, I need, I need my posterior. How old are
2: you again? 68? I'm 68.
0: Oh, I'm not right. as young as I used to be back in midday. <laughs> anyway, yeah, get on with the interview. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was a so, big, Mr. Howard. This week has been
7: a bit of a toughie, hey? With, um, with challenges to debates, challenges to calling an early election. What Uh, do you have to say to that?
0: To me, it's all whinge, whinge, whinge. I mean, that's all I ever get, you know. I mean, just because I'm the Prime Minister, everyone expects me to do everything, you know. Well, you are the Prime Minister.
2: Well, I mean, what about me, Anthony? When do I get time for myself, you know? I mean, it's it's all well and good for... When
0: you retire. Well, no, no, Anthony, no, all right? Everyone else out there who has a job, they get holidays, they get time off, they get to spend time with their family, and, I mean... Well, what about me? Oh, I what like about a, you? I, I like to go to Moosa the weekend, and um, I like to, to chill out with me homeboys when I get the chance, but I don't get the chance, because it's all oh, ASE, oh what's that thing, APEC, that's oh, APEC, 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 <laughs> and then you know, I've got, oh, <laughs> what did get, you say the me? economy, and oh, the election, and oh, there's more poverty, that's all I ever get, and I'm sick of it, Anthony. Well, you were elected to be Prime Minister. Oh, look, that was 11 years ago, I was young, I was stupid, I mean, back in my day, I I thought it was a cool thing to do. It's not going too well, I'll be honest with you, but look, um, I'm doing the best I can, and I know that uh, Mr Mr. Rudd's going on Rove this um, Sunday night, and a lot of people are asking if I'm going to go on Rove, but uh, no, I'm not going to go on Rove. I'd rather stick to the real people, which is you, Ben, and Anthony, who's not here. I'm not very happy that he's not here, actually, Ben, because he, he hurts my feelings. He intimidates me, and I think it's uh, a lot better that you're here by yourself. Well, with Angie and the audience and um, yeah, I just thought I'd say that. Well, thank you, Mr. Howard, for your for your um, ultimate waves of support there. I don't know really what to say with that. Um, with Kevin Rudd going on Rove, why are you not going on row? I mean, you he, he targeted you three years ago and you never went on. You're not going to bow down to the pressure this time as well? I'll oh, bear no. Look, it's it's a bit of silly stuff that Mr. McManus goes on about. You know, I think he's a bit he's a bit childish. And if Kevin Rudd wants to go on that, you know, fair enough, as I said, I'll stick to the real shows, the real journalists like yourself, Ben, and, um, you know, uh, 60 Minutes, and, um, oh, what's that other show that I like to go on, um, oh, Big Brother Up Late, Big Brother Up Late, Mr. Prime Minister, that's not really a professional show, oh, I love Big Brother Up Late, that, um, oh, Gretel Colleen she's a fox, I like to go on that show, well, she's not the host of Big Brother anymore, Mr. Prime Minister, and Big Brother is actually on air anymore, so, you're a bit screwed in that sense. Oh well look, I'll just go on um oh play school. Ah, oh, look, you know, it spices things up. I think the uh, election between me and Ruddy would have been a bit, you know, more exciting, it'd have been a bit language. The kiddies would have gotten into it, you know. Oh yes. Me Mofos would have joined in, me posse, you know, yo yo, I'm Jay Howard, yo yo. <laughs> yo 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 yo. You know yo, what yo. Pico said to me? What? You know you know what he said to me? No. He wants me to um, give him the prime ministerialship now. It's a bit early, isn't it? Ship, not sh. I said ship, Anthony. Good. P, with the P. Don't try and put words in my mouth. <laughs> oh, I hear you're taking over the show for the last years. I am, which you're is You're not doing exciting. a good job at the moment. You're not really paying attention to me. You're looking at this uh, uh, me space. <laughs> it's not good, Anthony. I think that um, the audience of Hobart needs your full support and attention. Oh, uh, well, anyway, moving along. Um, yes, Ben, how are you? Oh, Mr. Howard, I'm all right. How are you? Oh, Ben, you know, I'm like that because it's the way it is. <laughs> you know, my kids like that joke, Anthony, you know. or oh, Ben, sorry. that's the way. To You, you were talking to that, um, Cornelia Francis before, Anthony. Yes, we were. She's, she's very exciting. A, Have you met a her? She's isn't she? <laughs> she's your ex, isn't she? Oh, sure, Anthony. Not an heir, not an air. We talked about that privately. <laughs> private <play. laughs> Now, he does sound slightly different to that. I don't know. Some people say that was me impersonating him, but, uh, I like to say that they're full of shit. Another week where we can talk about all things to do with this man. It's Paul Luttrell. Paul, welcome back to The Brink.
8: Yeah, good to be here.
0: It's, uh, of course, the point where we generally talk about Trump as well. And, uh, well, he doesn't disappoint us again. He's in the news. Uh, It's been 100 days of him. And now into his next 100 days, he's firing people. He's kind of getting back into his role as the apprentice. Um, He's fired the FBI director, James Comey. And uh, this is obviously quite a bit of an interesting thing that he's done, considering that he was sort of this... James Comey was looking into uh, these allegations about uh, Trump and and Russia. I mean, what the hell's going on here?
8: Yeah, this is uh, Corruption 101. This is straight out of the dictator's handbook. This is a few <laughs> steps short of murdering journalists who... <laughs> Uh, look into your, I don't know, your corruption or, or whatever. But yeah, uh, Comey obviously heading the investigation into the collusion with between the Trump administration and Russia. Uh, he's now yeah been fired, and you you can guess now that they're probably going to hire hire someone who. Uh, is not going to follow up the investigation, someone who is a bit of a stooge for the Trump administration (laughs) to fill his shoes. all seems very, very, um, yeah, just a bit wrong. I think if anything, though, with the Trump administration, we're seeing just how broken the American system is when you can pull things like this off legally. Yeah. There needs to be some kind of separation between the people who are um, investigating people in power, and the people, and who actually appoints those people. Well, was, and not yeah. the people who appoint those people. I was
0: going to ask. I mean, can he do this? Like, is this a, is this something that the president can generally do?
8: I guess so. I guess
0: we're seeing that it, it is so. It's it's crazy because I mean, you know, you would think that, especially when he's investigating Trump. Um, you know, I mean, it's just. It just seems so sus because, like, as you kind of just said, I'm guessing now they're going to employ someone who's like, "Oh no, no, uh, yeah, Trump and Russia don't know what you're talking about," um, yeah. to turn a blind eye to it. I mean, I mean, you might get the job here, Paul. I mean, maybe not. You probably would look into this, but I don't know. Like, it's kind of are they actually going to hire someone within the FBI?
8: Uh, it doesn't sound like they are. I think um, wow. so they've been into some of the Trump surrogates, like to actually head up the FBI, like um, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> And just Christy.
0: Wow. So it's
8: the biggest, like, kiss-asses in the Trump administration, like, during the campaign.
2: That is that is crazy because, I mean, you would assume that something that important running the yeah. FBI would... I mean, it's...
0: I guess it kind of fits in well with the fact that something that important running the country, uh, you can just get somebody who has no experience with this sort of stuff. But, um, I mean, this is, this is just... This just keeps getting better and better, doesn't it?
8: Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, this is... It seems like it's almost out of, like, a dystopian novel or something at the moment. You wouldn't – it's so weird. When it first happened as well, I was just thinking, this is really, really strange. And then you kind of put two and two together and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see why he's done it. But to have the balls to actually do it, like, it's so – such an obvious move of this guy's investigating me. Better get rid of him it's it's a godfather move.
0: And and wasn't some one of the complaints or something cuz i mean cuz Trump famously said that you know as soon as he gets in office he will arrest Hillary Clinton for these emails. And wasn't a lot of this also to do with the fact that they hadn't prosecuted Hillary Clinton?
8: Yeah, i guess so, but when Comey actually broke the news of they were reopening the investigation into Hillary, Trump was like his biggest supporter. Mm. He was like biggest fan saying, "Yeah, He had the courage, you know, to do it at this time and whatever. I commend him on that. It takes bravery and whatever. Now they're giving that as the reason why they're firing him. They're saying that in the actual letter that they provided him with, they're saying that they didn't like the way that he handled the Clinton, like the um, reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton. Mm. On the campaign trail, they were praising it. They were saying it was was great. We do. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, because
0: I mean, it was they basically saying that um, the fact that they reopened the Hillary thing, what just in the days leading up to the election. That's uh, you know the Democrats at least are claiming that that's what cost them the election. But um, yeah, it's just I mean, it just sums up Trump in so many ways. And I mean, look, I was I was watching the news with my dad when this is on, and my dad doesn't generally say a lot when it comes to Trump. You know, he just doesn't really have much of an opinion on it, I guess. But even he's saying like, "Holy crap! Like that's that's ridiculous! Like even he surely he can't do that."
8: Yeah, we shouldn't be able to. I'm, I'm, think, I'm hoping that in the future they actually put policies in place that separates, you know, the people in power from appointing these people who are in- investigators. This would be like this is, you know, it's kind of it's very similar to Russia in um, how they basically have a state-sponsored media. Yeah. That, but is are the only one, the only kind of uh, institution with access to the actual um the government and so you know there's no real investigation there. there's no investigative journalism it's all kind of you know propaganda it's a propaganda machine essentially but this is kind of on a whole another a whole other level really because you've you've basically got these people who are um law officials who are you know digging into these these things and and basically now they i think it sends a message like if you look into me I'm going to fire you, you're gonna your career's gonna be ruined or whatever, essentially. So so I mean if
0: if something happens in terms of impeachment, because I mean that's kinda of what everybody's hoping for, but can then Trump like fire the people who are about to impeach him or something? I mean, is this kind of just he's abusing these powers that like technically he can do but it's just nobody does them because as you said it's sort of a bit dictatory for, for somebody to actually use the powers that they've actually got.
8: Yeah. Well for impeachment I think it's Congress that actually decides on the impeachment and then someone else obviously, you know, carries it out. But I don't think he can fire um, democratically elected officials, (laughs) um, positions within his cabinet or whatever, if any of them are. Um, But he can't completely get rid of them from,
0: from Congress or whatever. I just I just can't get over that they can appoint the head of the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They can basically hire someone who's not within that organisation. I mean, that is that is ridiculous. I mean, imagine if you were a, an FBI agent who had been, you know, working through the ranks and kind of your goal is to one day, like, be the, you know, the head of the organisation. And you're, you're kind of that, I guess, second in control or whatever you can, what top rank you can get to within the organisation – only to find out that, you know, former mayor of New York City, Rudolph Giuliani, is going to come in and, and take over. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's a real bummer. Like, that, that that kind of is just, I feel for all these FBI agents who I guess have worked their way to the top only to be told, like, no, sorry, we're just going to get in a random person to take that job.
8: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't understand why careerist politicians get... Uh- are qualified somehow to do all of these really specific jobs. Like Rudy, Giul- how, what does Rudy Giuliani know about investigating corruption or, or anything like that? I mean, the guy was the mayor of New York. He seems like a complete moron. The same with Chris Christie. I mean, they, they, these are careerist politicians. Yes, they might be specialists at kissing ass, but they don't know squat about these other kind of individual and specific professions.
0: Yeah, and if we know anything about Specialist Paul when it comes to the FBI, uh, when it comes to our circles of Survivor fandom, um, no. it's uh, not exactly a good fit, is it? What, where's Philip Shepard's uh, phone call to become the head of the FBI?
8: Yeah, oh, maybe he's probably third on the
0: best <laughs> behind the other. Yes, <laughs> hey, I'd be down for that. I would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving everybody a Stealth R nickname in the entire country. Uh, I mean, you know, oh, why yeah. not? Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. It still just really does seem like this isn't real life. Um, and again, look, you and I aren't even American, and here we are. We're just like, we're so entranced in, in by kind of everything that's happening with this. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a it's a world thing um so wow i mean what's next who who next is he going to fire is he just really just taking literally this apprentice role that he's had so long is he taking it too literally now
8: P- possibly i think he just you know he was uh, he missed his catchphrase a little bit
0: <laughs> from The Apprentice. You're fired. Well, we saw the letter that I kind of think got sent out. I, I'm disappointed that he didn't hold a press conference and was like, James Comey, you're fired. You're you're terrible. You're done. I'm going to find a better FBI director. He's going to be the best we've ever had. No one's going to be better than him. <laughs>
8: yeah. You're fake news. <laughs> yeah. Sad. <laughs> Yeah, tremendous.
0: <laughs> well, they kept showing the footage of when he was at the White House and when Trump was saying, like, I think this guy's more famous than I am. Like, I mean, yeah, that's Donald Trump saying that. Like, the guy assumes he's, like, bigger than God, so.
8: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's ridiculous, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure who else is, uh, you know, really uh, opposing him at the moment that he has the power to fire, but I think he's doing his best to try and, Discredit anyone
1: who opposes him. So. Yeah. yeah. I am going to keep an eye on
0: this because next week when we get you back on, it might be sort of the last week we get to chat to you for about seven weeks while I'm away over there living up with Mr. Trump. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll come up with uh, some plans for me what to do so I don't get fired or something along those lines. Or maybe I'll end up getting hired. Maybe it'll be the opposite. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> who is this guy? You are the greatest podcast. There's never been a better podcast host than you have been. <laughs>
8: what? What position do you think you'd uh, be best
0: suited for? Oh, look, director of the FBI, why not? (laughs) I mean, it clearly seems... I watched The X-Files. I felt like I was a special agent with Mulder and Scully. I actually used to have a fake FBI badge that I wore around high school because I thought I was Mulder. So, you know, I've got about as much experience as Rudolph Giuliani, so...
8: (laughs) Or uh, you could just take up smoking and (laughs) and whatever and stand in the corner of rooms all ominously and and whatever. As
0: long as I get the cool jacket, you know, the blue jacket with the yellow FBI letters on the back of it, I'm down. (laughs) So I'll keep you posted. I'll I'll get my resume in order. Paul, it's always fun. We'll chat to you next week.
8: Yeah, it's been good. (laughs)
0: I get most excited when I get to hear this. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show, it's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics. Oh my goodness how excited it is for this. We are going back to the year 2014 to hear myself and Stewie sing. Now we heard us sing couple of weeks ago i feel and a big hello to stewie i know he's a regular listener to our brink podcast we'll have to do some more segments with you stewie uh some time at some point but this is 2014 the song is ymca by of course the village people and stewie and i are going to sing as you will hear about pseudoscience and of course i'm not very smart so stewie is And he knows a lot about pseudoscience and I don't generally know what the hell it was. As you can hear me in the background just still throwing things around because I get confused about what on earth pseudoscience actually is slash was or whatever you want to say. So let's uh, let's hear how this went. I'll stop throwing stuff around in the background. Here's uh, Ben, that's me, and Stewie, that's the guy singing with me, singing about pseudoscience to YMCA. I am probably one of the... First time, I've no idea what I'm singing about. Stewie told me to sing about pseudoscience. I looked at him and said, what's that? He said it's things masquerading as science, such as religion. Bacon is something we haven't mentioned today. It's got nothing to do with pseudoscience. At least I don't know. Maybe it does. Stewie hasn't told me. It's fun to talk about pseudoscience. It's fun to talk about pseudoscience. It's a subject that Ben doesn't know. What the hell it's all about pseudoscience i really don't know about pseudoscience could have told me to sing about britney spears Chewy. it's over to you
3: now go yeah pseudoscience is not going to convince me that god is really real because i say science Tells me that we came from the Big Bang. No pseudoscience person does it all by himself. I said pseudoscience, put the pride on the shelf and just go there to pseudoscience today. It's fun to talk about pseudo science. It's fun to talk about pseudo science. They don't have everything figured out for you to believe. You can hang out with all the priests. It's fun to talk about pseudoscience. Fun to talk about science. You can get yourself pseudoscience when you have a good book. You can talk about what you feel with young scientists. Yeah, young
0: scientists. Yeah, I still don't think I got any education from it. So uh, perhaps we will get Stewie on once again just to explain the the excitement that is pseudoscience because it seems like there might be some sort of... uh, I guess excitement levels around what on earth it is or perhaps, uh, you know, knowing Stewie, he can, he can make it exciting. Stewie can make anything exciting. So there you go, Stewie, there's your challenge. Make pseudoscience exciting again, just like Trump does. <laughs> it's another week of talking all things Canadian with Canada's number one resident, Mr. Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to another episode of The Brink.
9: Uh, Thank you for having me back and thank you for moving me up ahead of Justin Trudeau, Is now the number one Canadian loved in Australia.
0: You sounded so shocked there. You're like, uh, sh-
9: thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget about our handsome prime minister?
0: Oh, but we can't forget about our handsome Winnipegian. Uh, I don't know if that's a word, yeah. um, but I just made it one. Uh, we generally talk about hockey. We've got other Canadian things to talk about, apparently that I don't even know about. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but as as we do, let's talk hockey. Why not? Uh, we're we're down to the the conference finals. And uh, at the time of recording this, one game's happened. One game's, uh, what, at the end of the second period. My ducks made it through, yes, but we yeah. dropped the first game. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second, uh, they're, they're playing the National Predators, we should mention that. And in the other side of things, the East, we've got uh, the reigning champs, Pittsburgh Penguins and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, what's, mm. what's your take on the final four here? I mean, you lost your Oilers, though, Colin.
9: Yeah, it's sad for most of this country that the Senators are our best <laughs> hope now. Um, they're kind of the perennial chokers in the playoffs, but uh, I guess aside from when they made the Stanley Cup Finals in choke, this is the best they've done. And at this point, they're doing pretty well. Where, as you said, at the second intermission in the game. I don't think a lot of people are expecting much out of them against Pittsburgh, but, I mean, Pittsburgh's been struggling with Sidney Crosby's uh 19th concussion and third case of the mumps that he has this year or whatever it is (laughs) so they're hit and miss too uh it'll be just be great to have a canadian team it would have been even better if the oilers had won to be able to say that half of the canadian teams left in the playoffs uh or half of the teams left were canadian that would have been much nicer but i I don't think i'm really that invested in nashville against anaheim (laughs) um despite the fact that as we were recording something else last night we both had it on playing in the background <laughs> that's not invested for the playoffs you canadian you got to watch
0: the, the hockey that's just your thing
9: exactly yeah but between the two i mean the ottawa and uh pittsburgh's one is the one that i'm following more closely so
0: so is that going to be a case of you will go for whoever wins between ottawa and pittsburgh
9: pretty much yeah and i wouldn't my i i don't think i've even brought it up yet but I wouldn't mind if Anaheim won just because, I mean, the coach, Randy Carlisle, I don't know if you know much of his history He he won the the Stanley Cup
0: for us uh, 10 years ago, I
9: believe. He did. And after he was fired from Anaheim, he ended up as a coach on uh, the Leafs and led them to their last playoff spot. He doesn't get nearly enough credit for what he did on the Leafs a few years ago. But prior to that, he was one of the most famous Winnipeg Jets that we ever had here in Winnipeg. So Randy Carlisle's pretty much like, uh, still an icon here in the city. So uh, the success for the Ducks means success for Carlisle, which means success for Winnipeg, which means we take credit <laughs> if they win.
0: Well, the thing that is kind of interesting about uh, the Ducks, which, you know, I, I'm somebody who kind of likes... I guess, patterns and coincidences. But, you know, it has been exactly 10 years this year since Anaheim won their one and only Stanley Cup. If they had to make it through to the finals, there's every chance it could just be a repeat of 10 years ago because they beat Ottawa 10 years ago. So, I mean, we could have 2007 uh, Ottawa versus Anaheim, 2017 Ottawa versus Anaheim. Is that something that even gets mentioned over there or am I just being incredibly picky with the way I look at this?
9: You're the first one that's brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sure other people have, but uh, I don't know if anybody's dug that deep into it yet. Uh, That would be kind of cool. I think right now what's getting the most attention is if Ottawa can do this. This is like their 25th season, at least of this version of the Ottawa Senators. And when you consider it was, I think, 25 years ago uh, in their rookie season, or it might have been their second season, where they set the all-time worst uh (laughs) season record with like the least amount of wins in nhl history (laughs) for them to go from that to having any success above all the other canadian teams in the last 25 years that would be a great story
0: i was so disappointed i mean obviously i we talked about the fact that i you know, I think I wanted Pittsburgh gone. I think you kind of said that, too. I mean, it would have been nice to see Washington get through. Obviously, they lost in Game 7. They choked yet again. But it would have been interesting if Washington had a beaten Pittsburgh because then it would have been Washington versus Ottawa. It would have been Capital City versus Capital City. I mean,
2: nah. how would have that gone down?
9: <laughs> you really do look for patterns. I do, like right? <laughs> I mean, you I- were all like, what plague is Sidney Crosby suffering from that's costing... <laughs> the Penguins, their chance here. And you're like, I think that it's written in the stars because of this, this, and this.
0: I mean, I, I can't really find anything between Nashville and Anaheim except for Nashville knocked us out last year in the first round and also I think in the first round in 2011, I think it was. So Anaheim have never beaten Nashville in a series in the playoffs. But I mean, look, at all jokes aside with Nashville. I mean, look, if Anaheim lose... Um uh, I I would be tempted to go for Nashville cuz I I think I mentioned I saw them live. I I don't mind them. They're okay. And also the fact that if they're up against Pittsburgh well I want Pittsburgh to lose. If it was if it was Nashville Ottawa, I I probably would go for Ottawa cuz I need to go for the Canadian team there, I feel. I mean, you know, as we've mentioned a few times, now, it's been what like 24, 25 years, 23 years since you guys have won the Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah. surely that's just that the, where's the national inquiry into that? That's ridiculous.
9: But we can always lay claim to who on the American team that has no right having a team like Nashville can win the Stanley Cup, which this time amounts to yours and my favorite player, P.K. Subban. So uh if nashville happens to win we're gonna say it's because of canada still
0: yeah well of course you've always got to you've always got to lay claim to it and i mean you know next year if, if las vegas end up winning it in their first year uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, how many canadians are moving to vegas right now Have they even announced any of their players yet
9: no i i did see today i was trying to look for a new senator's shirt well i guess my only Senators. <laughs> uh which is funny because as i was uh in the mall my wife's like oh are you going to get your Oilers shirt i'm like no she's like i thought you wanted oiler shirt i'm like well the oilers are out now you know <laughs> you can't... i mean they maybe it'll be discounted that might help but uh yeah i was looking for a senator shirt and i did see the las vegas they have their merchandise out already and i was tempted ah. to buy it but uh i'll hold off and see if they get any good players first
0: yeah well there we go okay well we'll keep an eye on that uh how that's going now you said you've got some canadian news for me colin uh what's going on over there in canada something happened
9: well read. i just sent you the link I did um <laughs> <laughs> this is something i stumbled across the story and i didn't realize this was as widespread as it is um this is something that just in my workplace we've been suffering from lately and you the there's several animals that are kind of like you know national uh, mascots i guess you could say like the beaver <laughs> or a moose and the Canada goose is, of course, one of the big ones. And this story, I love it, is basically titled, Canada Geese Attacks Population. It's got a
0: lovely picture of a, uh, a very angry-looking goose.
9: That's a nice-looking goose. Really? I've been seeing the last couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> and the story even says, can Canadians and Canada geese find peace? <laughs> Beat his dad and is chased it quite a few times. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is what's going on. And if you read the story, it sounds like a parody article, but this is legitimately the biggest concern around my workplace right now. We work in this uh, park. There's a bunch of different you know, offices. It's a very nice area. There's a lot of like uh, man-made fountains and ponds and everything. But when everybody had the great idea when they're developing these new areas, let's put some man-made ponds in and some fountains. They didn't realize, well, the geese and the ducks and everything are going to come there. <laughs> and as you get one of the first lines in the story, you get a lot of geese poop on the bottom of your shoes, so you try not to wear your nicest shoes around campus. This is happening around universities. Uh, they quote uh, the University of Manitoba in this story. Um, what's happening is that these geese are just finding their homes and they're laying eggs. And what happened in our workplace is that uh, there's geese there all the time. And you just learn to walk through and Every once in a while, they hiss at you and they try charging at you. And I always find it funny because they will literally charge right at you, flapping their wings and eventually just stop because they don't actually want to pick a fight.
0: (laughs) Wow. Sounds very Canadian.
9: (laughs) Well, lately, I I came into work one day and uh, had somebody flashing me a picture (laughs) of uh, somebody walking in, one of the employees walking in the front door and a goose flying right at their head and (laughs) then bending down, swatting a goose. (laughs) Another story of somebody who came and pulled up to the front of the parking lot and saw these geese that were just hissing at everybody as they were coming in and out of the office and decided they'd come out and try to shoo the geese away, only to basically be charged at and pushed into a bush. <laughs> uh, geese are starting to attack. So there is uh, an honest to God truth. There is a sign right in our front door of our office and on the door as you're exiting this says beware aggressive geese in area and this has become a big concern and this is apparently happening everywhere i mean if you go through the story they're saying edmonton ottawa winnipeg it's just it's all over the place
1: wow
0: so so like people talk up australia like oh yeah you you die by you know spiders sharks and snakes and just everything <laughs> go to canada you get attacked by geese <laughs>
9: yeah exactly this is this is the biggest concern right now i mean so low for our crime rates and our murder rates and everything but the geese were, are going to be the ones that are going to kill you
0: are you are you allowed to kill the geese or are they like these nationally protected species
9: uh i honestly don't know but I, I know there was a bit of an uproar a few years ago and this is before the geese started attacking people or customers or anything else <laughs> uh, but it, it all has to do with their eggs they lay eggs and if they happen to lay eggs close to where people are getting in and out of their cars or going in and out of their office, then they start to get overly protective. And there are mentions even in this article of places where they removed the eggs. And that's when the geese start getting aggressive. So I do know it's legal to remove the eggs. I don't know if there are any type of regulations because if you read the story, there's uh, an instance in here where at the University of Manitoba, somebody was destroying the eggs with baseball bats. So (laughs) if there are rules or laws about that, uh, I don't think it's being very strongly enforced. What what
0: is it with Canadians and clubbing animals? Like, I mean, you know, you're such a nice (laughs) country, like between geese eggs and baby seals. Like, stop it, Canada.
9: Well... (laughs) Let, let me just uh, – everybody's divided on the geese. You'll get people who say, oh, these geese are great. I think they're great. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> and my wife in the background just said with no change in her expression, I hate them. They should die. They're demons. <laughs> so they're, they're kind of scaring some people. Um, but there there are ways to protect yourself. The, the final thing in this article here is, it says goose nest etiquette. <laughs> Um it gives advice on what you should do, which is maintain direct <laughs> eye contact and keep your chest and face pointed at the goose. If the goose acts aggressively, calmly and slowly back away. Try not to trip into bushes, I guess. And then finally don't act hostile or show fear. I love that
0: last one. Like, okay, sure. This like goose is coming at me. Oh, I'm not afraid, I'm Canadian. I'm walking down the street. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What is, this, is, this person this is here, what's smiling. their last name? Leaf Floor? Give them wide berth. They're not trifling birds. They can go 10 to 12 pounds. They can be very aggressive when they're defending. Has anyone ever died from a goose attack?
9: Um, I, I'm sure if they have, it's not making uh, national news because they want to protect the eggs from baseball bats. If it ever happened, then we should be taking the baseball bats to the geese. Yes. I mean, I'm all for saving the animals, but if they start killing people, let's defend our territory here. Well,
0: that was like when uh, I remember when Steve Irwin died, like the week after like they literally found all these beaches in Queensland, the state where he got killed by the stingray, all these dead stingrays with their like stingers chopped off, just dead on beaches in Queensland. It was like revenge attack by humans against stingrays.
9: <laughs> I did quick search on killed by goose and everything that comes up is about living in canada the first thing it says can angry or can angry canada goose kill you says no geese cannot kill you outright they can however do some considerable bruising and their bites can slash your skin especially when they deliver it with a hard twist so there's a technique to it
2: (laughs) that's a very sure
0: article like I kind of think that if a goose came running at you, right, like and I was like, and you're like, you know, not acting calm and whatever that article said, and you like trip (laughs) and hit your head and die, or you know, fall into the path of oncoming traffic and die. Technically, that's death by goose, is it not? (laughs) Yeah.
9: And technically that goose is going to stand trial for the murder.
0: (laughs) I think I looked at once, like, has anyone ever died by a kangaroo? Because, like, you know, kangaroos can savagely savagely attack you. And I think, like, there was a case in, I think, 1940s sometime where a kangaroo, like, did something that led to the death of a person. So they basically said a kangaroo has not killed an Australian directly since, like, the 1940s. Um, But it's still kind of like, at least in Australia, we're kind of like, yeah, they probably could kill you, but we just don't say they can Canada. Oh, no way. Eh? They cannot kill you at all. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I don't condone cockfighting or any of that, but in a way, wouldn't it be fun if every country in the world put up their deadliest animal and we just saw who came out on top and we saw kangaroos versus Canada geese in round one? No,
0: no, no. We know that it wouldn't be kangaroos versus wild geese. It would be Russell Crowe versus wild geese. <laughs> they would just <laughs> shove him in a cage. Get in there, Russell.
9: <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we want to see. That'll be the next playoff. Yeah, we call yeah, it.
0: exactly. Uh, well, we look forward to uh, finding out within the next week where we talk to you, probably for the last time in at least seven weeks, unless I find time to talk to you on the road um, whether or not any Canadians have died by geese in the next week or not. So, <laughs> Colin Hilding, if any
9: of the senators, yeah, yes. or PK Subban drops dead. <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you for your time on the show once again.
9: You're welcome. <laughs>
0: I want to bring you another classic interview this week. We did that with Sam Pang last week, and we haven't done this in a while, so we thought, two in a row, why not? We're not bringing you out. Wow, this Is News. Not to the much groans of everybody out there. That's I can't even speak how other people sound, but we, we'll bring you it again. We'll never forget about it, of course. Probably just take another six weeks in between hand. But uh, this is our chat back in two thousand uh, what was that, 14 I'm reading my notes here correctly, right, Ben? Nathan Walker, who you might not even know who that is, but basically Nathan Walker, the very first Australian to ever be drafted by an NHL club and uh, of course he was done so by the Washington Capitals and I do believe it was after this interview he hasn't played a game yet for the Capitals he's on their roster but has been playing in the minor leagues and hopefully will become at some point maybe in the next season or two who knows the very first Australian to ever play in the National Hockey League the peak of ice hockey in the world and to me this is a very big deal this is a uh, not just because I'm a huge ice hockey fan but when it comes down to it Jared Hain got a lot of attention in the last few years when he got drafted into the NFL and you know it was great fantastic yay look at this guy Australians have played in the NFL before just like Australians have played in the NBA before and Australians have played in the basket uh, the baseball in the. US before as well no Australian ever played in the NHL and the biggest thing about this is this is a ice sport ice hockey So for the fact that an Australian who can go from a country where I think there's about 20 or 30 rinks in this entire land to go play in the number one ice hockey competition on this planet, to me that's a much bigger deal than Jared Hayne making the NFL. So still hasn't played that game yet, fingers crossed he will, but this is back in 2014, my chat with Australia's first ever NHL draftee, Nathan Walker. Nathan Walker is an Australian ice hockey player who is on the cusp of becoming the very first Australian to ever play in the NHL. I spoke to Nathan about what this would mean to him should he make it and the prospects of coming down here to Tassie and trying out our ice rink. Nathan, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. Hey, how are you doing? Going very well, mate. Going very well here. Very excited to uh, chat to you today because uh, as I just sort of mentioned, you're on the cusp of making it into the NHL. Of course, this is the biggest ice hockey league in the entire world. No Australian is ever played in the NHL. I mean, was this always a dream for you to perhaps one day make it into the NHL? Yeah,
7: yeah, it was. It's definitely been uh, the main goal since I first left home and uh, tried to become a hockey player. It was definitely the main goal is to one day eventually make the NHL. So for
0: yourself, though, what was the um, the idea behind playing ice hockey? When did you decide to, to play this sport, which really in Australia obviously isn't played as much as it is in other places uh, in the world?
7: Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird story, I guess. Uh, if you've heard of the movie Mighty Ducks and you know it's all about ice hockey and a bunch of kids making a team and, and playing for their town or whatever... Um, and then whenever I saw that, I just, I pretty much hooked me. And then after I watched that movie, I wanted to play hockey.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I think a lot of people in this country kind of discovered the sport. I know I was one, for example, who discovered the sport watching that movie, but I suppose you did the uh, thing that some people didn't. You actually went out and played it. How, how was it trying to find places uh, where you grew up trying to actually be able to play the sport instead of just watching it?
7: Um, yeah it's good yeah i mean it's a it's a different sport in in itself it's not the same as uh obviously not the same as, as soccer or rugby so um the fact that's a little different i think that's what i what i liked about it
4: too
0: so when you um started playing you started obviously getting quite successful in it you eventually go over to to europe to to further your career i mean what made you choose going to europe uh instead of perhaps going to, to north america to pursue your career
7: um there was a couple of couple of people i knew in uh in czech republic that could set me up with a tryout uh which made made it a little easier on myself to leave home and, and go there um so that was probably the main reason that i went to uh Europe instead of uh, straight away to North America.
0: And how is it going over there as an Australian? Do, do they look at you differently going, oh, where are you from? You don't usually play ice hockey in that country. Is it kind of a case you have to prove yourself before you really try and get a bit more successful in the sport?
7: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, everyone's, everyone's got, to, got to prove something. So uh, I guess in that sense, yes. But in also in a sense, again, that um, you know they probably do have in the back of their mind this guy is Australian. So... You know, we might have to look at him a little closer and analyze him a little bit more than we would uh, would the, the Americans and Canadians.
0: Mm. Well, after your time there in the Czech Republic, you slowly started to, of course, catch the eye of of the NHL, the scouting bureau. I mean, when you first uh, hear that you're getting uh, recognized by these guys, how, how is that feeling? Knowing that you're kind of getting closer and closer to perhaps uh, landing in the NHL one day.
7: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was really big when I when I you know they, they would started to uh, talk to me and, and interview me about different. Uh, Different things. It was it kind of set to my mind, you know that you know I, I could be able to play in the NHL one day, and uh, you know I just got to keep pursuing it and keep trying my best, and hopefully if uh, if it all works out, then you know it works out. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't.
1: So what was it like competing
0: in the NHL uh, entry draft last year, and then of course going on to, to train with the uh, the Washington Capitals?
7: Oh, uh, it was awesome. It was uh, it was a really good experience to just uh, you know be in the same room with professional ice hockey players and see the ins and outs of of what it is like to be a to be a pro hockey player, and it was it was an awesome experience for me. And I just hope I got many of, many more of them to come.
0: Do you um, sort of go into that uh, expecting to get anything out of it? Because I mean, a, a kind of a small rule prevented you from ultimately being chosen into the NHL last year. I mean, do you sort of leave that with a, a lot more experience than you, you previously had that you can then use now in your in your ice hockey career?
7: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I can, I can take a lot out of those camps and. Uh, you know, come home knowing that I've, I've learned a lot and hopefully I can just keep learning and, you know, hopefully the, for the next year I can just be able to get better and better.
0: And then you went to play, of course, with the Hershey Bears uh, in the American Hockey League. H- how was that experience? And obviously comparing that to your time in the Czech Republic, is it, is it varying kind of how the, the styles of hockey in the the different leagues?
7: Um, no, no, to me they're, they're totally different. One's, uh, you know, one's a little bit more fast-paced and physical and the other one's a bit more bit more of a slower game, but, um, you know, by, by any means, they're both great leagues. Um, but yeah, it's just a little bit different hockey I, I feel
0: like. Mm, and the, the 2014 NHL draft I, I is coming up. I mean, what's what are the chances for this, Nathan? Is this something that you, you ultimately are going to be selected for? You haven't heard from yet? I mean, kind of what's the process involved with this now?
7: Um, yeah, I, I don't know much about it. Um, I haven't really spoken to anyone about it, so i just have to wait and see how that, how all that goes.
0: Mm, we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed with that. I mean, outside of the NHL prospects, you've also, of course, represented Australia on uh, several occasions. There must always be a a a pretty amazing experience to pull on the green and gold for the mighty roos and and play for your country of course
7: yeah yeah it was always it's it's always a good uh, a very good thing to do is is play for your country so um yeah, we we played uh, one year in Melbourne, and then the the year after that, we played a tournament in Poland. Do, do you feel as though
0: the sport in this country is starting to get more recognised? I mean, the AIHL is is doing great guns in terms of finally getting on TV. It's getting a, a strong vocal supporter base out there. I mean, do you really feel as though ice hockey is growing uh, every day in this country?
7: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think since 2010, we have 40% more people playing ice hockey. Um so I mean, it's it's definitely growing, and we're definitely doing the right things. But at the end of the day, it is Australia, and it's not known for for ice hockey. We're we're known for playing rugby and soccer and and surfing. So it, you know, it's it's going to be uh, as normal for a kid to get a football and and kick that around for a few hours, and him you know strap on some skates and go hit a puck around. So it's just. I think it's just the mentality of, uh, Australians as well. It's, it's kind of tough to persuade them to get involved in hockey.
0: Hmm. Well, a lot of Australians got behind last year these exhibition international matches between the USA and Canada. We're about to see these all again. They've extended the series. And, uh, yourself, Nathan, you're playing for the USA in this series. I mean, I mean, what's it going to be like kind of, uh, representing the USA now, but playing in front of your home crowd?
7: Oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, uh, it's
0: going to be one of a kind, I think it's definitely going to be something a little different. Mm, I mean, is it kind of a case of two when you're out there to have a bit of fun? Because, I mean, obviously the games, you know, they're they're here to to showcase the sport in in this country whilst also having a a little bit of fun. I mean, you obviously get to play alongside some uh, pretty decent NHL players too. So can you take a lot of experience out of this, expecting to get a lot of experience out of these games?
7: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, there's going to be a bunch of NHL players playing, which is going to be awesome, you know. It's going to be high-quality players and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... I'm probably going to learn a lot from them. Mm.
0: What team, when you were growing up, uh, did you support in the NHL? Did you kind of go on to the Anaheim Ducks after the Mighty Ducks movies?
7: Um, No, I I, I can't really say. I don't really know uh, supporting any teams in general, just probably players I like to uh, look out for.
0: Mm. Who who was your favourite player growing up?
7: Um, Probably Zach Parise, just the way he works. He's got a really high uh, work ethic. And I uh I admire that a lot in people.
0: Now you also came uh very close you mentioned rugby before growing up. Um you you played with the Cronulla Sharks junior team. Uh could we have seen you perhaps in the NRL had you not pursued uh ice hockey the way you did?
7: Um I mean yeah I, I might have given it a crack. Um yeah if I didn't if I didn't take on ice hockey I probably would have stayed playing rugby. Mm.
0: Uh, did you stay as a, a Sharks fan? Did do you, do you go for another team at all in the competition?
7: No, not really. I don't uh I can't say it's something I'd I'd be itching for the, to watch on the weekend, but I mean, if, if a rugby game's on TV, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll throw it on.
0: We'll stick to the uh, the ice hockey now. Uh, Australians could, sort of have uh, had some major success in North American sports: NFL, NBA, MLB. I mean, just uh, sort of looking into the future, Nathan. If that day comes that you do get drafted in the NHL, I mean, will that be sort of the, the highlight of your career, being the very first Australian to to play in this league?
7: Um. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But uh, you know, to me, at the end of the day, it's, it's another player playing playing in the NHL. There's another 500 guys that are doing it. So it, at the end of the day, I'm just another player playing there. So it's, to me, it's not that big of a deal. If it happens or if it doesn't But um, at the end of the day I'm just going to be another player With some skates on And and trying to get a
0: puck in the mat Mm, Well uh, definitely If you ever get the chance to Come down here to Tassie Because we've got our one Ice skating rink uh, In this entire state Tuesday nights When we're recording this I'm about to actually head off And commentate on it We have four teams playing it We have 50 players In this entire state Nathan playing it And the rink Is probably the size Of your living room It is tiny But I'm sure you'd probably (laughs) Look at it and uh, think What the hell is going on
7: (laughs) (laughs) We we all got to have One rink somewhere right
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Nathan, best of luck for everything that comes your way in the future, mate. Really sincerely hope that you do make it into the NHL and do Australia proud. Good luck in the exhibition series uh, next month against Canada and uh, really appreciate your time here on the Brink and Edge Radio today. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Alrighty, folks, we're out of here. Episode 25 is in the books. We'll be back next week for episode 26. Be our last episode before I'm on the road again for seven weeks. So a uh, few of our regulars you'll probably hear for the last time in some time. We might still catch up with them while I'm on the road. And, of course, we're filming the Brink Unleashed 7. Uh, that, of course, is Brink Unleashed a Legacy. So get excited for that one. And on our Facebook page, we're posting a little bit more in terms of just the legacy section of that throughout the week, kind of celebrating the history of the franchise. So stay tuned to that if you're one of the two fans who have ever watched one of those films across the years. And as I mentioned, I believe last week too, one of the uh, events I will be attending across in the US is an event called Reality for Diabetes. It is an event to raise funds for the JDRF and juvenile diabetes research. Very uh, worthy cause. And uh, my aim is to make 250 bucks, uh, basically, at minimum. I can, of course, make more. And uh, we would sincerely love for you to donate any money towards that. If you want more details, head to our Facebook page. Or you can also head to our sister show, the Oz Networks Facebook page and website. And there's more details there of how you can donate can be anything from a dollar to a million dollars or even more than a million dollars if you've got that amount of money great Please donate it. They would sincerely love that for sure. But uh, very much a worthy cause there. Help it out. It would be very much appreciated. Big thanks to everybody who's listened to this episode. Big thanks also to Wooshka, our podcast server. If you want a podcast, go to Wooshka because they're great. They certainly are fantastic and provide you with a great facility there to host your podcast. So please check them out. But as I said, we'll be back next week. Episode 26. Thank you to everybody who was on this show today. Paul Dakota. Colin and Nick and to all our classic guests across the way until next week Hobart please do keep sucking those oranges and good
4: night